Hey Pip, have you seen this? What? Hey Amanda, have you heard that? What? Hey, have you been there, Jacinta? You're listening to the live podcast from Shire Pod, and we are keeping you connected to the Sutherland Shire community with this roaming podcast coming from a cafe near you. This is a live broadcast on Podbean app that is bringing you the good news, the entertainment, events, weather and local sports in the Sutherland Shire. We know that you know when you cross those bridges over the Georges River and Alfred's Point or drive under the waterfall overpass, you're home. And despite everything that is going on in the world, this is where it's all happening. And today we are in Lilypilly. You are listening to the Been There podcast and with approximately 1,481 other people... This little well-known suburb is central to the Shire and south of Caringbar. The main road is Lilypilly Point Road and we have Lilypilly Park and Lilypilly Primary School. That's going to get really <laughs> exhausting <laughs> today. <laughs> we are approximately 26 kilometres from the CBD and it takes up an area of less than one square kilometre. Now, it's definitely a sought-after, quiet, leafy suburb with one of its boundaries resting against the Port Hacking River. Now, this is so relevant today because my co-host is so shy as Sarah Joe. Good morning. And she and husband Brett have come back this week to tell us about the dive spots just off Lilypilly, their plans for National Science Week and Keep Australia Beautiful campaign. That's coming up next week. So I am your host, Pip Ray, and I'd like to welcome back SJ after such a massive contribution on last week's episode. What else are our listeners going to hear about this morning? Thanks, Pip. Yes, we're here at Vitalo Cafe, located at 621 Port Hacking Road, I'm pretty sure. Um, we'll be speaking to the owner, Paddy, in a little while, but what the cafe has a healthy lifestyle philosophy, which fits in the theme of today, and that is... Healthy food, healthy body, healthy lifestyle, healthy waterways and healthy planet. Now, I just love the meaning of the name. Mm-hmm. To nourish the life force with food and connection, and it really embodies the founder, Paddy Curry's philosophy of creating overall well-being while nourishing your soul and vitality. I'm really looking forward to hearing your story a little bit later today. Yeah, I was reading a little bit this week. It sounds interesting. But first, we want to acknowledge that we are on the lands of the Darawal people and we pay our respects. So if you are listening to this live broadcast via the Podbean app, thank you for joining us this morning. We'd love to know where you're listening from and our aim is to keep you connected to the Sutherland Shire community with this roaming podcast. No pun. This podcast is brought to you by ShirePod, a community podcast station that is committed, to, is committed and proud to be making sound waves in the Shire. Now, again, this series is proudly supported by the Local Business Awards. Now, the, uh, it has closed, but for 30 years, they've acknowledged outstanding local businesses and their people who go above and beyond, providing an exceptional customer service. The Local Business Awards trophy has become a powerful symbol that local businesses aspire to. And yesterday, the applications closed for the 2020 Sustainability Awards. Now, they are sponsored by the Sutherland Shire Environment Centre. They sure are. Can you tell me about those? Well, it's Some of the, the entries, what yes, have you got? Yes, definitely. So this is the third year that the Sutherland Shire Environmental Centre has sponsored this particular sustainability award um, because we thought there was a gap there about promoting the sustainable business 
locally. So um, there's a few wonderful entries we've had. Not not a few, a lot of wonderful entries this year, um, as every year. It's going to be a tough one this year. We've got everything from schools to people creating products to businesses, um, canteens. And a few ones I'd want to give a really beautiful shout out. Uh, flowers by Melly B, who is trying to go completely plastic free in her florist. How do you do that? I know, I know. That it's is very, a tough job. very, very hard. Yeah. Um, you know, one we talked about in our very first podcast about, um, you know, that green foam mm. that florists use. So she was one of the first ones in the show that just got rid of it. Wow. So, you know, there is some pesky plastic that, you know, is in that industry. So she's trying very, very hard to get rid of most plastics. So that's one entry. We've also had the tradies. Now, they have been doing amazing things in all of their venues to do with sustainability, not just about, you know, plastic-wise, but waste-wise, energy-wise. So that's, uh, we'll be talking about them, you know, in the coming months. And we're hoping to have them on next week, actually, oh, at Georgie really? Porgies. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Um, and Dota Gaimia, Greater Goods Collective, oh. who might pop in a little bit later this morning. I was going to say this afternoon, but it's still <laughs> this morning, isn't it? We've already got a little bit of a crowd happening here. <laughs> no, it's It's happening. Um, the Abyss Project, who are going to feature later this morning as well. The Point Preschool, who actually were our highly commended winners last year. Um, Table to Earth and Pineapple Republic. And on um, so Shy's social media, you'll see that we featured last year's winners, Bella Chibo, mm. quite heavily. Um, if you want an idea for next year about what are the type of initiatives we're looking at for these awards, if you go on there or contact us, um, it gives you an idea of all the kind of things we're looking at from food prep, food service, um, hospitality, office. You know, if your office has gone um, sustainable, plastic-wise, waste-wise, it's not all about, you know, the hospitality businesses. So feel free to contact us about any of those initiatives that you're doing and we'd love you to enter next year. And the actual local business awards night is in November. The I have a feeling it's still November. So Chris is going to confirm with this. Yeah, later yeah, today. yeah. I can't remember. Sorry, I don't have it right in front of me. It is in my diary in my bag over there. <laughs> a good hard copy calendar. Um, but yeah, we can't wait for that. So hopefully, you know, COVID restrictions. If everybody does the right thing, we can still have those local business awards at yeah. Rusby. Now, we're going to be speaking about green caffeine, which we did a big thing on uh, at Cafe Y as yes, well, yes. Um, about the Swap and Go program. So Ex yep. do you want to talk about that now? Because we're here in Vitala, who have actually adopted it this week. Yes. So this has something we've been waiting for a while and we're just so excited. It just came, you know, all of a sudden on Monday they started the green caffeine swap system and I actually would like to introduce who our special guest we have here this morning is Di from Whistlecoms and Di can you tell us a little bit about who you are and your connection with green caffeine? Sure, sure. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. So I am a copywriter and I'm a Shire girl as well, and I live just up the road from Vitalo, so I am so excited that they have finally got <laughs> Green Caffeine on board. Uh, but my connection to Green Caffeine, I was introduced to the boys via a graphic designer that I work with a lot, and it's Kiss the Sky Creative. They're also local. Um, started off in Cronulla and now, you know, ones down in the Wollongong area, or, sorry, Kiama area, yeah, yeah. where the boys are from. 
Uh, and they came to me wanting a brand strategy, basically just to get a bit more strategic. Uh, and in the end, what I ended up really doing for them, we did the brand strategy, but what they were doing was all very instinctually right anyway. <laughs> so they were so authentic. Yeah. I pretty much just gave them the confidence to just keep going, yes. keep doing what they were doing, don't lose their authenticity. They're just the best guys. Yes. And honestly, one of my favourite clients because it's just so fun to write for them because <laughs> I love the tone of voice. Yes. It's just, it's them, but it's also me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't often get to use a lot of humour in my copy, but with these guys, it's just anything goes and I can pretty <laughs> much write whatever I want. I go into a zone and they just love it. They're like, yeah. great, thanks, Di, totally us, you know. So, it's, yeah, it's worked out really well. So a special shout-out to Damien Martin this yes. morning for, um, you know, bringing a reusable cup system to the Shire. So there are some other systems out there and the boys started, uh, I think the first time I met them would be about three three years ago, would it be? We've got here with us today um, my husband too, Brett Lobween, who is a <laughs> massive coffee drinker and he has been waiting for Green Caffeine to take over the Shire. So we met, when did we first meet the boys, the Green Caffeine boys? It would be about three years ago. So yes. we're so excited now that, especially, you know, in COVID-19 situation, reusable cup swap systems are a great idea to continue to have reusable systems, but have that, you know, that extra level of contactless. So just a quick recap what the, yeah, yeah, so on that, um, that was one of our major challenges in the last couple of months, but it's turned out so well. We actually put together a COVID safety plan, which yes. um, we could give to all the cafes. So right around Australia, we, we developed a badge and we, and we injected humour into that as well. Yes. And yep. just, you know, gave them a little badge of honour if they used our COVID safety plan so that they could just reassure everyone that yep. it's it was really mainly about the staff being safe that's right so, you know people that's returning right. cups yep. it's it's was we were never in doubt that the consumers were at risk it was yes. more the, the cafe the staff. staff themselves yeah and that just and they just loved it that's you right know? and yeah. just and that's pretty much what we did during the worst of covid <laughs> here in sydney anyway and yeah, around yeah. the rest of australia we just reassured people and that it was safe and sustainable, yes. particularly at a time when most other businesses were really reverting back to using so many disposables. Yes. It was just really kind of heartbreaking to see. It was. The yep. boys have just joined online. Oh, you know, good I'm, morning. Instantly live. So, <laughs> and so has uh, Wise Finance, so from Cronulla as well. So that's good. So they're, they're on. So they might want to ask a question, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you on the spot. Well, we've um, but explain or recap what the system actually is. So, Brett, would you like to explain sure. how, do, how do I use Green Caffeine? Yeah, so what is Green Caffeine? Yeah, it's a really easy system. So it's I kind of liken it to a library card system. So what's really cool about it is it is free to use for the user and, and the cafe, which is fantastic. All you need to do is jump on your app, your know, favourite app store, download the Green Caffeine app. Now... 
Uh, what you'll notice when you sign up, that sign up process, it's you know, a couple of step process, it's not, not too onerous. Um, you do need to provide a credit card detail at that point. That's only for really if you don't return the cup, and I'll talk about that in a second, but it's really easy. Rock up to cafe like we're at, uh, scan in, check in, take your cup. What's really cool about that is you then have that cup for 30 days. So I can you know walk away, travel around. If I find another green caffeine, I can return it to wherever I want, whether that's you know back at the, the you know, Vitello where we are today or any of the other green caffeines across the country, which is really cool. And you can also have two cups out at any one time. So if you've gone out, you left your cup in the car and you're now out for a walk, you can still grab another cup. Um, it's only after that 30 days, if you don't return the cup uh, back to back to a ca green caffeine, that you get charged. So it's a really cool system. That's why I liken it to the library card, right? That late card, you know, late payment fee. So it's a really simple process. But as a user, I guess it's you know it's it's safe. Like when we talk about um, COVID, at least I know it's been clean, sterilised. I don't have to worry about it, and I know I'm not handing over something to that uh, barista as well that he's going to be or she's going to be worried about handling and touching that uh, that foreign uh, cup coming in. So I find it's a really good system. I uh, love the cups. The new design's awesome. They're lightweight. They hold the heat really well. So yeah, it's just a, a fantastic uh, alternative to using stupid single-use plastics. And it's Australian made. Yeah. Made out of recycled plastic and can be recycled. That's the type of plastic that can be recycled. And then they're looking at end-of-life solutions to when that cup can no longer be, that particular plastic can't be recycled anymore. Yep. So um, while we're kind of talking about reusable systems, I'd like to just do a quick plug about Kath's alterations. It's just around the corner here. I first met Kath when she um, fixed some of my pants. I, you know, when anything ripped, I don't have a sewing machine. So I don't want to buy, a, you know, another pair of pants when I can just fix the rip, especially when they're just my dog walking pants. So Kath has fixed them. Plenty of uh, dog rip pants for me over the time. But at the moment, she stopped making alterations. She is now actually creating reusable masks. So Kath, Kath's alteration is just around the corner here from the cafe. So if you're looking for some handmade reusable masks, give Kath a call. And we'll put all those links, you know, in, yeah, in the show notes later. Right. Well, that, that I, I love the system. I, we signed up this week as well, so we're looking forward to yeah. it. But uh, tell me what else is going on. Um, in today's show because we've got a little bit more information about um, the Plastic Oceans Australia, Australasia, yes. uh, the Abyss Project. So, so she's just started a sustainably consultancy and business called Earth Within and she also makes um, beautiful handmade jewellery. So she's local in Lillipilly too. Um, and I haven't seen, but we've also got the Greater Goods Collective, you know, arriving soon and we'll come and talk about their reusable yeah. product. So as we introduce all these local businesses and if you're listening live, we ask, uh, if you've got any questions you want to ask them. I did have one from a Green Caffeine and they said, how do you make them look so good? <laughs> <laughs> how do I make them look so good? They are just so good on their own. It is really that easy. <laughs> it's just authentic comms and basically possessing myself and I write just yeah. to it's their voice coming out you know we have lots of good chats and it's just yeah, yeah. 
So if you are listening and you have a business that you'd like to tell us about, uh, this Roaming Podcast is the perfect platform, as as we found, because there are literally no degrees of separation in the Sutherland Shire, and I'm sure that there's somebody that I know that you know, which is probably Sarah. Um, (laughs) But what we have witnessed is the generous community that's pulling together in 2020, uh, because we know that many of them are doing it tough, and we want to share all the good news stories that are out there. Um, so, have you got some good news for me, Sarah? Well, we do. So, well, this week it's all about ShirePod and the Being There podcast. So, the good news is about this community podcast. You guys hit 1,000 followers on Instagram this week with a reach of over 18,000 and 3,922. Don't forget that 22, they count. Everyone counts. Post engagements on Facebook. So now on the social media world, you're doing very well. So. Yeah. And I really want, we really wanted to thank all the cafes that have hosted our crazy idea very early in the morning. <laughs> we are here quite often before they're even open. Uh, we started off at the Pavement Cafe. We then went to find our barbecue in Ingardine, Cafe Y, Knucklehead, Sweet Mayhem, The Boat Shed. And now, of course, thanks to you, it's Vitalo. About National Science Week and Keep Australia Beautiful Week. Um, I also kind of, we're talking about some reusable systems too, and I just want to give a shout out about the libraries, the book libraries, the street Mm. libraries that you can find in um, South Carringbar School, Jacaranda Preschool, and I think OMC has one I saw online last night. So if you're looking to borrow a book at the moment, or drop, you've got some books, please feel free to drop them in. My daughter painted that OMC one. See, there's a link everywhere. <laughs> a few names that have come up on the Instagram, still with Sammy, Gracie from A Plated Affair, the Black Swan in Caring Bar, the Tradies, and again, Sweet Mayhem's on. The guys from the RFS last week were awesome with Christy, the Dandelion Support Network, and of course our Shire Women and Shire Pod- Podcast family. So we've had quite a number of hosts that have been able to come on as well, including Sophie B., uh, Stacey Tryon and uh, a big shout out to Mel C who's a massive supporter as well. We've got some international ones uh, from Louisiana. Um, our lovely wow. host, yeah, Kayshauna Murphy, she, she, um, she tunes in as well. Um, and we also like to thank Southside Local and encourage the shy businesses to sign up to this membership forum to really connect with their customers. It's such a great initiative. Yeah, the, Cam's killing it out yeah, there. Yeah. He's, uh, once he hits 500, that's going to be that's going to be a big management <laughs> tool. That one, um, but well done because he's bringing like he's enabling a lot of the businesses to market their specials or their or their products straight to the people in the shire. And there's a lot of things happening in the shire, and there's a lot of businesses in the shire. And what I found, you know. Um, there is a lot of connections, but there's also a lot of businesses people don't know about that are literally just up the road. Um, you know, like I only met Di through, you know, promoting green caffeine and, you know, here she is up the road from Vitalo. It's, you know, it's all these beautiful links. So this is what this podcast is about, is about, yeah. Can I mention two others who are doing amazing things yes, that please. I've just, I've, I've known one of them for years, but uh, so the first one is Lock Salon. Yes. They had... Karen from Locks had a bit of a epiphany one day. The Redken sales lady came in with all these tiny little plastic bottles of oh, hair colour, and she could not. She just couldn't do it anymore. Yes. She just had this dread feeling that ran through her and said, "I need to change what I'm doing here." So through no profit of her own, yeah, yeah. she doesn't talk about it. 
but she's gone and changed all the products she uses. She's now using Kevin Murphy hair products because they come in ocean waste plastic bottles. And and it's not only to sell in the salon, which a lot of hairdressers do, they just sort of, it's greenwashing, you know, they'll, they'll talk about... Where we use this, you know, friendly, yeah, yeah. eco-friendly stuff. She uses it for all the clients, so all the washing the hair, and it's, you know, so that's one. Another one is um, Tiny House Living. Okay, Marnie yeah. Prowse. She built a tiny house in yeah. her backyard in Carringbar. I, t- <laughs> so I follow the tiny house movement. I didn't even know. Oh, she's amazing. I just met her last week, and I'm I'll be working for yeah. her in the, in the coming couple of weeks to do a um, writing for her and. She's all about simple living and trying to help people in their homes just to be more eco-friendly. It's a getting rid of that (laughs) consumer mindset and, oh, my gosh, you should definitely I was going to say, well, we'll be definitely... And and I don't know if you can tell, I need a haircut, so (laughs) I might have to do a... Go see locks. Go see locks and... I just, you know, you know what I'm always thinking. Pip. I know, so I know. So I'm like, podcast, podcast in the tiny house. Yes, maybe oh, in the yeah. tiny house. <laughs> Invite needed. Just, I've just, we'll just invited myself. Yeah, We're just we'll going to rock up. up. Yeah, die, die, will tell us the address. We'll just sorry, money. Yeah. <laughs> now, now the great thing about this particular area, we're going to talk about it in a minute. But yeah. um, mm. the, I literally went. Where do I go to find information about Lily Police? It's a quite a small little boutique. Well, I can tell you, I went straight to the Lily Pilly Hub. That's right. And it, that, I've been following them for um, a couple of years with their um, markets and and they are amazing. They've got all that information and, I, and Mel's been messaging me all <laughs> these businesses. So we're going to be talking about those as well to tell you about what's happening in Lily Pilly. It's actually really quite busy yes, for such yes. a tiny little tiny community. Um, now we're here with Mel from Lily Pilly Hub. She's dropped in for a quick coffee this morning. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming down. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me, actually. So, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we want to know about why you do what you do with the Lily Pilly Hub. Tell us what it is and why. Okay, so uh, about four years ago, I realised that um, we were getting a hub around Lily Pilly with the old new businesses with Patty opening mm-hmm. up. Um, we had um, Delish and uh, we had uh, Perfecto Pizza and all that. Um, and I personally knew them because I was always visiting them nearly every day and um, sort of had, you know, close friendships and relationships with them. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so I just decided to bring it all together and show it the rest of the community and beyond in the Shire that what we actually have here. And because we're on a peninsula, not many people um, sort of, it's not a thoroughfare for mm-hmm. um, a lot of people. So um, I wanted to bring people, other people to these businesses. Uh, and, they, and after doing all this, I've realised how many um, small local businesses there are who work from home, who do uh, like baby wear and crafts and, and bakers and stuff like that. So it's and it's um, yeah. So that's that's what I if I if I come across people like that. Yeah. So too, do you want to tell us a little bit something about the markets? Because I went to one of them. Oh, We're, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully so, um, you enjoyed yourself because that was did. the whole reason for everyone <laughs> to did. have a great time. I did. Spend some money on some local businesses. Yes, yes. What is happening with the markets? What is the update? Well, um, well generally we uh, have them in March and November, so we have them twice a year. Uh, we were planning on having one in March this year, but um, luckily we didn't um, because of um, our own uh, commitments, personal commitments, we couldn't have one, uh, which would have meant that we had to cancel the event mm-hmm. anyway because of the unfortunate what's happening. So uh, we were planning on one in November, but again, um, we're not going, following through with the one in November because 
because I, I don't want to be um, having other people coming in. I don't want to put in, jeopardise anything or um, just keep every, everybody in our, everywhere safe. That's right. So um, I don't want anyone to come there and feel that they, you know, have to do the, they're doing the wrong thing or the right thing. So yeah, we're just going to postpone it. Hopefully to March next year. Um, but just um, just keep following the Lilliputy Market um, Instagram page, and I'll have a website soon, and you'll be able to see what. Um, so, yeah. so what sort of stores have you got there? Because when I was looking through it, you've got quite a number of local businesses that turn Correct. up as well yes. as those home-based businesses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even I saw one girl um, coming all the way from Reesby. Yes. So, uh, well, she she was sort of hand-picked, actually. <laughs> well, um, there you go. Yeah, well, actually, a lot of them are. There, there's, there's been a lot. I like to have uh, – actually, I do it with my friend Carla. Uh, we like to have businesses that there's only one off. It's a one-off. Uh, we don't want to have like three candle makers or three whatever. And the ones that are handpicked, I have asked um, to be with us, are ones that um, are passionate about their brand, have a great ethos. Um, it, it, they're about supporting others as well as themselves. So um, there's not just anyone there who's just willy nilly, whoever. But originally the market was started as a pre-loved designer fashion market. That's, that's how I first came oh, across no, it. Yes. And I remember, I remember, yeah. yes. Cycle, yeah. Um, and that started for me because I, I have had a lot of clothes, a uh, collection of clothes I wanted to sell. I couldn't not be bothered to take myself off to another market, so I thought I might as well have one myself. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? So I did do that and I had a stall of my own, but uh, I couldn't run my own store because I was too busy, busy talking to everyone else. That's right. Uh, and then because we had a lot of um, uh, craftspeople and a lot of other businesses wanting to be part of it, we decided the next one would be half-half. So it sort of um, phase, got phased out in the third one, the, the pre-loved fashion, but our um, what we want to do for the next one is bring it back Excellent. because yeah. um, I'm about, about all recycling and stuff like that. So. Uh, be more vintage or do whatever they wish to yeah. do. So, and there is this shy clothes swap too that was doing, you know, the clothes yes, swaps. Yeah. Um, but obviously, with the COVID situation at the moment, they've had to stop them. But there is this. It's it's a great idea. Yeah. And I mean, just up the road as well, you've got that uh, little bookshop um, that recycles. Yes. Which I think is a great idea too, because yep. you're sort of you know reducing the amount of output, but. Other That's people right. are getting used to it. So That's right. Yeah, I love that little hand book. That's right. Still the same. That's right. Same pages, same That's words. Right. Yes. And I know a lot of people don't, but I read one book and that's it. Yeah, I don't go back. Do you know back. what I mean? I don't go back. A lot of people do reread the books, but yeah. no, I'm, I'm, I read it once. That was great. Move on to the next one. Life's short. That's right. Well, actually, for the last market, what we did, what I did, I actually had a, um, a bookstore. It was just a gold coin donation. Excellent. And we donated, because at that time, November last year, was when the bushfires and everything were happening. So yes. I did that. I, I actually managed the, the bookstore. And the amount of books that we received... To sell, um, yeah. in the end, I was just giving like I said, just take whatever you, the whole bags, whatever you want, just for a gold coin donation, and then money got donated to the um, the local fiery. So, Excellent. Uh, so yeah, a books it is one thing. It is one thing that you um, just and I'm not one for audio books. I, I still like reading my hard yeah. copy ones. So, the the little bookshop actually changed um, addresses. So they went, they were on Kingsway, and now they're on Port Hacking Road. Yeah, so that's right. It's still good to see them still moving, still. And they have great coffee. Too. I gotta say, it's a yes, beautiful atmosphere. They do. Yeah. I love that. It's like shop. walking into a library, it but is, you're allowed yeah. to talk. It is. Yeah, that's right. You are yeah. allowed to eat <laughs> and drink. Now you're a local. <laughs> yes, so I am. Tell us what it's like to live here. Um, I couldn't imagine living anywhere else, to be honest. Um, I used to, we actually from um, Bronte's, from the eastern suburbs, and that might have been your review. 
<laughs> the one that we had earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we, my, uh, my husband and I loved the waterway, so we moved, we sold up and moved here. Uh, ten years ago we mm. moved here and I still would travel across. I know where people say, oh, once you're in the shy, you stay in the shy. And I was like, oh, whatever. Yeah. And so we... We get um, out more yeah, than well, most people. Well, we, I would still travel to Bondi Junction to, to get my meat and stuff when I lived here. And then once my stuff, once my <laughs> girl, yes, I did. Yeah, have Bondi you not Junction? heard of Stapleton? <laughs> yes. Well, well, yes, I have at Guy Mir. I use the one that Guy Mir. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes. yes. So, um, yeah. So then, um, then I got in the area. I had a lot of friends moved here, like you know, stuck around here. And then once one of my friends had said, "Oh, there's um, little athletics," I said, "Oh, where they train from?" They said Sutherland, and I said, "Oh no, that's too far." <laughs> So that's when I knew I'd become um, part of a sh- the Shire community now. So, yeah. Yeah, too far to travel to Sutherland. Yeah. Well, it's the traffic. It's the traffic. It's certain times yeah, yeah. you just don't bother. Just, yeah. 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 Unless you have to. And then other times you can get there in 10 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. And so what does it um, what does it bring you to be able to um, have the Lily Pilly Hub? And, like, obviously you've got great relationships with the businesses that you're dealing with. I think it's just the um, I'm a chatter, so I I um, and, and bold. I'm going to tell you, you came up today and said I want to talk to you. <laughs> Did I really do that? No. No. <laughs> um, no, I just I just love communicating. I love hearing people's backstories. We own a, a, a large company ourselves. Another reason yeah, why I didn't start it. Yeah, I was going to say, yes. give it a shout out. So um, we own Waratah Group Services. We're a large-scale um, trees, um, garden maintenance and landscaping. Um, when I first um, when I first met my husband, it was a small business and we grew it into a large company with like 70 staff at the moment. Wow. So we have been through all the struggles and still have do to go through the struggles of the, uh, the, the money problems mm. or the, you know, or Anything to do with the business, mm. we've done it. We've, we've been through it and lived with it and still do. So I understand the pressures of having a business of your own. So I want to be that voice and also that of that, that platform to be able to share people's businesses to, uh, to everyone else. Because I'm, I know there's some things that I've shared and no one's ever knew. That's right. Uh, so uh, and so that's that's what I love. I love hearing the backstory of people. Yeah. And um, soon I'll be I'll be starting something on the Lily Pilly Hub too, which will draw people to see what's happening, how people have coped through COVID, okay. how their businesses coped, the changes they've made, the adaptions and stuff like that. So it's the things that people just sitting in coffee shops or go to that don't understand, who don't see. So yes. about not understanding, they just don't know. Know about it. And they don't, sometimes they don't know how to ask either because they're quite difficult conversations that you're talking about, like why people start businesses. And we were talking about this earlier because, you know, it might be that they've had a health crisis, so they then take on a campaign or an advocacy role in that or it's, they've seen, you know, they've studied something and have seen the devastation to the right. planet. So they then, like, you know, and the finding that purpose, purpose and finding why yeah. they do things yeah. is yeah. really important because it actually creates a connection for you then, like an awareness. Well, that's that. I don't know how, but I do get myself into conversations I'll where, I, do. where I... I bet you do. Welcome to the club, yeah. You belong yeah, at this yeah. table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I always find out that, you know, their great-great-grandmother was, you yeah. know, used to knit their whatever. So how I got into that, I have no See, idea. We just go, like, there's not even a degree of separation and we know a lot of people that know people that know us and it's like, how does that happen? Like, you know, and we pull these things together every week and we always start at the beginning, don't we, and go... Share those what hidden is that, gems. What is that going to look like? Yeah. <laughs> and by the end we go, oh, wow, there's this huge... And I think it's I think it's universal. I think it's a universal issue that we've all got connections somewhere and we know most, something. Oh, most definitely. Like, I, I'm, I'm a big believer. That movie, Six Degrees of Separation, mm-hmm. like... It's not that. 
It's nowhere near six. <laughs> no, it's like we're, I know. We're sitting on point five. Oh yes. <laughs> and yeah, it's just incredible. Yeah, I, 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 I do. I, 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 nine times out of ten. I would sit down with someone that I've never met and then we'd come up and we'd know someone that we'd yeah. know really when we go, oh, my goodness, like... But, do you know, that's synonymous in the, in the Shire. That is what we are known for across yeah. Sydney. Yeah, Is that everybody knows everybody or not that you've slept with them. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> it's more to do with... Who, who, who knows who, who and that's and right. that yep. person married this person and they're a part of... Like, it's huge. It's yeah. really... and it, it, But it's quite nice and it feels comfortable. Like, you know, you sort of feel like yeah. um, there's not that barrier of stranger, right. you know, no, danger type not, thing. No. Um, every, you, and you really can't get away yeah. with anything as we've worked no, out. No, no. Well, <laughs> stalking me last <laughs> night on the internet... Where, <laughs> Where have I been in Lillipilly yeah, over my go, lifetime? I've just gone, I've just Googled Lillipilly and there's Sarah's photo. Like, what is she doing there? This is what Facebook does. It checks you in. It is. It tells does. you that yeah, you're it's here. My little, it's my little I always say this diary. I don't need to write a diary. No. Um, it just, the internet tells me what I did five years it, ago. I think it's amazing what people share on the internet, you know. Like they, and people know the, the repercussions of things, but they still do it. And, it's, and that's how you get your content. You just have to mention a, yeah, mention a name, put it in and just... Yeah, I, 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 my friend. Um, you can't do anything wrong though. That's the thing. Like, no, I think that's the, that, it's no. keeping a lot people a lot more accountable for their behaviour or their con- connections or whatever it is that they're doing. I, I mean, that's there is a downside to it because of the trolling and that sort of thing. But I really think that it's helping people understand. Oh, I've actually got it. There's a, an etiquette. There's a courtesy we must sort of stick with. Yeah. Um, and you'd find that with your like you only want to showcase good businesses and ethical people and people yeah. who are you know yeah bringing value that 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 is exactly exactly <laughs> me I, I before i post anything i make sure i've done my research beforehand of who they are and what they believe in and, and their and their ethos like what what they stand for i would not i mean i do have a lot of people who sort of message me and say can you give us a shout out and it might take me a while to give them a shout out like a good month or two months because i want to i i do make sure that you know i follow them on instagram or Mm-hmm. I do my background or whatever because it, it would really dishearten me if I put something up and it was not, you know, because it's, I, it's, it's my baby, it's my passion yeah. and, mm. and it's about sharing the good, the good side of things. And it ends up being your personal brand. Like it's who you are and who you associate with. Yeah. Yeah, so that's where I, I, I ensure that I protect my, my brand because yeah. it, it also makes sure that... Whoever is following me, who who goes to me, know, knows for sure that who I'm promoting is someone they can go to or that's right or, yeah. or connect with. Have I a feel connection like we're with. really coming into a, an age where trust is coming back. Like trust is a really important thing in business, and because we're having to go local, and with all these restrictions too, we're now going to have to pull in our reins. Like if we get a five-kilometer sort of radius restriction put on us, like they have in Melbourne. Mm. Can you imagine, like, what that's going to do for people who, you know, would normally travel? Like, you Back can't... to Bronte for, for them. Yes. <laughs> for you. Well, actually, it's funny. Once we moved out, a lot of the shops we used to, went to went, go to actually closed down. So my husband says... It was you. Like, <laughs> you were keeping them yeah, apart. You, you, yeah, he said, so is, is that, that's what he's saying. Like, I must keep this, this community afloat because I'm always... 
I never eat at home on my Zach for coffee. Like, like I'm here for a breakfast date and a lunch date here today. So I've, oh. I'm here all day. So and we didn't know the office. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's that chance thing that you know. That's what happens. Yeah. And who are you meeting today? I'm uh, meeting my girlfriends that I meet every Friday. Um, oh, I remember that life. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I love that life. Yeah, and then um, another friend for lunch. and But they, it's funny, we all know each other, but I, uh, yeah, just do it separately. For some, otherwise, it'd be just a room full of people. I also think intimacy, isn't it, like that? You need that one-on-one time with people. Oh, because I, like I like to have that – I like communicating. I like listening to them. I'm, I – I'm a listener to understand, and that's why I try to um, put to other people. Is I don't listen to give an opinion. I'll just, and because it makes me sort of, you know, you're always still learning about your life, and so I still learn what they've got to say as well. So I'm still perfecting my. Are you self? able to tell us something that nobody knows about you out there? Uh, that's I, what know, we like. We like to find the stuff that you can't Google. You know what? If I don't talk about myself, someone has. So it doesn't matter. I think everyone. I think I, I don't. I'm not one to. I have no filters and I'm one to just, you know, speak the way it is. I don't stop and think. I think after I go, hmm, maybe sometimes my my truth is to my to to like it's a pro for me. Sometimes people use it as a weapon. So mm. but you know I think that's everyone. It is everyone. Yeah. And that's what I've learned that and that's fine. It's all good. Yeah. You know, and I'd you rather know, the know. right people find you and they hang that's around. Right. We'll that's keep right. you. You gotta for a find while. Oh thanks. <laughs> gotta find your tribe. That's right, you gotta find yeah. your tribe. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Definitely think. Well, this is why I love this podcast, the community podcast. It's just amazing. It's just the energy that comes in and the people that we find and it's just, you know, there's people that are ready to step up and speak out and, you know, tell us about what's happening. Um, And, and, you know, once we do it, we find that other people go, oh, it's not that hard. Yeah, yeah. It's easy to get involved. Yeah. Well, I I often, you know, probably once a month whenever I'm feeling a bit, you know, a bit flat, I send out a message to all my friends. I hope you're having a good day, you know, if you need someone. I I do that often. Can you put me on that list? Oh, I just got good. Goosebumps all of a sudden, like that. all the way down to my toes. I love yeah. when people do that. And oh. I think if you if you just did that once a month, imagine like if everybody was doing that. You and we all knew each other. You'd oh. all get you'd get one every day. Well, I do. I mean, like, like I said, there, I mean, everyone gets flat moments every now and again. And and for someone to text me and say, "Oh my goodness, that was good timing," it makes me go, "Wow," you know. Yeah. So I just I just know it's just not me on this planet. And it's not about me and everything and I that's why I'm so open about myself because it allows people to go oh I'm not the only person mm-hmm. um, so I if I'm that person to sort of be made the fool out of or whatever it doesn't bother me nothing hurts my feelings nothing because I think also too is that um, you know I left a, my, a high paying job and went to my husband's company it was like a small lawn mowing business and I was um, you, right, on, right on mowers I was mowing lawns you were the mower yeah, like I was, wow. and I remember the guys who worked with us go, because they thought I was this, you know, my husband married a princess, right. you know, yeah. Yeah. you know where I, and I really wasn't. I'm was tomboy at heart and everything. So get on the road on mower was like the best thing ever. I just wouldn't whip a snip, and once I saw a brown snake, I'd rode the other way. But so I, I, I did all that for a long time, and I had my children. So I became the stay-at-home mum for such a long time, but still worked in the business. I still did all the paperwork. We become large enough to employ all those people, yeah. um, but it was always seen as my husband's business, and it's always seen that it was like I just like you know it was his company, and I, was, and I used to sit back and go, 
Like I, you know, he I created that. I was I'm the one at home when he's nearly having a heart attack and I'm the one that's making sure his home's okay. That's right. Yeah. You know, so I always wanted to do something but I didn't I couldn't because I was so engaged with the business, engaged being a wife and a mum as well and my children love my my two daughters the mates like they're the best too. So this got gave me something. This sort of gave me a yeah. purpose. All right. Well, thank you so much and we thank look you. forward to following Lily Pilly Hub and uh, on Instagram because it's great imagery as well. Got to tell you, oh. you've got a crea- very good creative streak going on there. Oh, thank you. So oh, thank you. Whatever they... it is that you did in a past life, you've pulled it together. Yeah. Oh, it just felt good. I've never done anything like that before. <laughs> Hold on. Can I just get that you saying that again? Because <laughs> that, that's a good testimonial. Uh, I've never... Help? It was really good. I've never, ever done anything like this ever before. So, yeah, except um, sing Proud Mary in a microphone, that's all. <laughs> Thank you so much. Enjoy your day today. Yeah, thank you. My friends are here, so that's cool. We'll we'll Um, let you go join your friends. friends. You're on a podcast this morning. Oh, they'll be laughing at me. (laughs) They'll be making fun of me by the time I get to there. Anyway, she has got her finger on the pulse. Yes, she knows exactly what's going on, and she's given me some great people um, that are doing some wonderful things in the shire as well. So we're going to talk about that. Excellent. But can you tell me a little bit more about Lily Pilly and where where this sort of sits? Okay, so it was named for the Lilipilly, the native myrtle that grew on the point, which was owned by Thomas Holt. And this time last year, the Federation Home Becton, an original home that was built on the point in 1904 on a magnificent large block right on the edge of Port Hacking. Um, And it was sold for the first time in 115 years. Yeah, I think Um, that was last year. Yes, I have a feeling yes. it was June last year. Um, and reading the description, it depicts the impressive style of a grand house and surrounding lawns of that time. And why we mention that is because, you know, this is <laughs> the location of the Lily Pilly Baths. There's awesome a reason segue. why we mentioned this. That's awesome right, awesome segue. segue. Thank you. Um, and the deep waterfront is recorded as being about 110 metres deep and it looks out to the Royal National Park which alone this week was given its royal title when the Queen visited Australia. Yeah, not sure when that was. I think it was like 60s maybe. There's so, so many I'll be finding that out. That's right, exactly. History. Or could someone maybe message that in live? live if anyone feed. knows when it was called the that's Royal right. National Park. And happy Park. to be fact-checked as well. Well, we're happy to learn. And, <laughs> Google um, that. That's right. And my... Brett, my mm. husband, you grew up in Lilypilly. Grew up in Lilypilly, around the street from here. So oh, yeah, you're yeah, a local. Good, good now, to be home. And you know, can I tell you the connection is? Yes. My dad used to sail and race boats on Port Hacking, and he was a member of the sailing club. But that's not the only connection that we have to Sarah Joe, is it? Because we both know George Curtis. George, we do. Mr. Paul Hacking himself. <laughs> now, just just about the time we were meeting, I actually interviewed George for the Shire History Audio Walks podcast. Now, he's really fascinating, completely knowledgeable about um, the waterways yes. and, and especially the ri- both rivers, the George's River and yeah. the Port Hacking. And... Um, you know, it sits on the western side of the of or sort of is it? It's sort of s- southwestern side. Yeah, southwest. Wanna... Yeah, southwest. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's not quite. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, yeah. Give it me a map. Stands out to the west, but yeah, it's obviously south. Yeah. <laughs> that way. But it's got some public baths. It's got a reserve. It's got a fishing jetty. Do you want to? Is there anything else that you want to tell me about this place? 
Yeah, well, I think we're going to talk a bit a bit later about some of the, the dive sites as well. But, you know, there's lots of, um, yeah, it's a very water-focused sort of little community. Um, massive sports, sports fields through here. You know, the Lily Pilly Soccer Club, I think it was at one stage was the biggest. Uh, it still is. Still the biggest sporting club yeah. in, 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 in the Southern Hemisphere. So pretty impressive. Uh, but, yeah, again, you know, just really made up beautiful greenery and so on around uh, around Lily Pilly. But we'll talk about the dive sites in a little bit, I think. Yeah. Um, there's, about, there's about a 20-metre hole outside the bars where many of the fish swim um, and they gather their feed. We've got, um, what else is there, low tide channels and also the locals can take their dogs down there. Yeah. See, yes. dog lovers of the Shire, that's where you go now. But pick mm-hmm. up yeah. your poo. Coffee. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, pick up your takeaway <laughs> coffee in a green caffeine <laughs> cup here, Vitalo, then take your dog for a walk and then pick up that dog poo because we've had a bit of issues down there. People oh, right. just think it's a free range. Okay. So and it's a special, and the thing is, it's a beautiful um, place down there. There's actually seahorses in the Lilipilly Baths, which. Uh, if you know me well, I love seahorses. Yeah. And a little bit later, actually in a few minutes, um, we might get the Abyss Project to That's come in. Do you want to bring them in? Yeah, we might. We do so want to learn more So thank you so that. much, Di, for coming. Thank you. And we um, I've might... Got, I've got that random question. I don't okay. know if you got yep. that random question last night, but oh. there's a story that Mel's <laughs> told me from the Lily Pilly Hub. She said that there's a story behind the Shiprock Stairs. Okay, yeah. And as you head down to Shiprock, do you know what that is? And if somebody's listening does, yeah, send yeah. it in. Well, I don't know if it's what we're, we're talking about the same um, thing, but it's about the Indigenous site. It the might sh- be. Yes, okay. yes. And it's actually quite hidden. And I was talking to a few people about There is Southern Shire Council signage to let you know, um, but it's overgrown and hidden. And I, you know, mentioned that we maybe we should, you know, make it more known, but it's a good point. It is about protecting the site as well. So you can see the site as you go down the steps. Um, but yes, there's a lot of indigenous sites around Sutherland Shire. Um, if people have got their favorite one, please mm. write in and tell us. We'd love to sh- um, give a shout out about them. But that's, that's the little secret if that's what you're talking about, because okay. it is actually hidden. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Most people just walk straight down and on the, past it on the way to the dive site, which okay. is a really good, you know, time to introduce our two new guests for this morning. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. <laughs> Thanks for and then we have Carl and Nat. Now, do you like Nat or would you? Oh, Nat's Nat, that's fine. That's good. That's all right. Carl's fun. Carl's all right. Sure. The sea dog. <laughs> And would you like to give us just a quick introduction? What is the Abyss Project before we get into the nitty gritty about Lily Pilly? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the Abyss Project is a marine conservation research and education company. Um, we've got a couple of charter boats that do eco tours. Um, and we're um, launching a whole series of citizen science projects across the Shire to let the general public get involved with what we do. Excellent. Yeah. And... What are some of those projects, Nat, that we're allowed to publicly release? Because I know there's a lot of things happening in the background. So there yes. is. So um, I'm the head of marine science at the Abyss Project, and we have so many different aspects to what we do. So with our eco tours, we're launching whale watching eco tours that allow um, all participants to actually collect data whilst on board, so that they're 
physically feeling like they're a part of an experience that's larger than themselves, that's going to help with the tracking of the abundance of the whales that are coming through Sydney every season. And we're going to be able to collect all this data and actually have it as part of a long-term research project. So that's just one of our projects. Then we have the seal colony down in Port Kembla. So we will be collecting a whole lot of data on that seal population. Uh, all of our participants will be coming on board. They'll be able to do biodiversity assessments. Um, and then you've got a schools program. We'll, we'll mention more about Natural Science Week soon. Not, yep. Don't give away all of our secrets just yet. But um, what's this about this, the nets? You know, repurposing nets in schools? Because we might have some local schools that might be interested about yeah, this. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So uh, another business that we run um, contracts to all the coastal councils and we make all of the tidal pools, the netted tidal pools, including all the net, um, net netted tidal pools that are in the Sutherland Shire yep. as well, yep. like just down here at Lilypilly. That's right. And whenever we do maintenance work on those nets, there's a huge amount of waste materials that get pulled out of the ocean. But they are an amazing opportunity for kids and uh, like all the school children yes. to get involved, to repurpose that and make artwork from them with a really strong ocean conservation message. And so that's so. our Sharknet art project. Yeah. yeah. Which has just launched for schools across New South Wales. And it's a very exciting um, incursion and COVID isolation education because we're launching them virtually. So schools can either have us come into their school for an incursion or they can do it virtually where we're doing a guided presentation and art project with them. And we'll also be delivering the uh, plastic marine debris and the shark net for them to repurpose into art sculptures, which is really exciting. And um, I know this is kind of going away from the schools just for a little bit. I love seahorses, as you know. Do you want to just, while I've got here, tell us a little bit about, you know, what you do with the seahorses off the nets? Yeah, so the nets that we install, or that our other company installs yep. um, across Sydney, is a conservation tool that's been identified that boosts the endangered Sydney seahorse communities that are in peril at the moment. Uh, and we know that the populations boom on these nets. So anytime we do maintenance work, we have to very, very carefully go and collect these seahorses from the net and move them away from the work site so that we don't impact them. Um, so we've actually got some special habitats that are installed in the Sutherland Shire at one of the sites. Um, and they're underwater at the moment, getting all growth and fouled up, and they're going to be used very shortly in the next couple of weeks as a relocation site. Excellent. Um, for some works that are happening over at Gunnamatta. So pretty exciting. So it's the first time that we've actually used seahorse hotels or seahorse habitats that we've installed yep. to actively transfer onto. So very, very exciting. So and it's the first time in Sydney that it's been done as part of maintenance work. Excellent. Yeah. So, sorry for that, but I just had to get my little seahorse, seahorse information <laughs> in there. And we love them, don't we? I love them. Yeah. And let's now talk about National Science Week because it's next week and next Friday. So and it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. And I'm sorry, Pip, I'm unavailable next Friday morning for the podcast because <laughs> where are we and what are we doing, Carl and Nat? So we're going to be on board our large research boat. It's a 12-metre research boat that's going to be going out of Botany Bay. 
and we're going to go over to Kernel, where we're going to be going on a dive and showing school kids um, and actually taking them on the dive with us. So we're going to be live streaming from underwater and the kids are going to help us discover where the Weedy Sea Dragons are. And we're also going to be trying to identify if there's any impacts from microplastics, so um, small particles of plastic that are in the water um, on the um, Weedy Sea Dragons at that site. Because we know Weedy Sea Dragons eat very, very tiny food, yes. which is almost the same size as a lot of these microplastics exactly. that are floating around the water. So we're going to be doing a sediment sample grab with, with the kids and they're yes. going to watch us do it and get involved. And the kids are also going to be collecting data on the Weedy Sea Dragons during that event so that they're going to contribute to research. So how cool is that? Because seahorses are relatives of Weedy Sea Dragons and... Now, do you want to tell me a little bit about the Weedy Sea Dragon? Because most people don't realise the amazing sea life that we have in the Sutherland Shire. So before we get to the sad stuff that's happening in our local dive sites, Let's talk about the good stuff. Tell me about Definitely. the Weedy Sea Dragon. So Sutherland Shire has some of the best dive sites in the world, not just even in Sydney. It's uh, an underwater magical land down there, <laughs> isn't it, Carl? Yes, it is. <laughs> um, so we're so very lucky to have these majestic creatures on our shores. And so many people don't realise that they are so close to where we all live here That's in right. the Sutherland Shire. So one of our best dive sites is at Kernel um, and the beautiful weedy sea dragons there. It's one of the largest clusters um, in Sydney, which yes. is fantastic. Yeah. So the weedy sea dragon, it grows to like nearly 35 centimetres long and the male is the one that carries the eggs. Can you believe it? It's amazing, isn't it? Exactly. And at the I moment... Wish, I wish that could happen in the human world. Oh, that's all right. I'm saying. This that's all why, I'm this saying. This is why Sarah, they're Sarah's favourite animal, I think. <laughs> that's Just right. Just simple that's right. point, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and at the moment, the males are actually got eggs. Yeah. So if we're lucky, the kids are going to be able to see the eggs underneath the tail of a male oh. weedy sea dragon on the dive. Mm. So it's going to be pretty awesome. Can't wait. Away. It's going to be amazing. Special. Which I better, you know, reiterate. So if you want to be involved, you go to the National Science Week website and the title is, uh, what is it? Get Dive Without Getting Wet with Scientists. Yes. Live Dive. Live Dive. Yep. Yeah, but we'll share all that, you know, um, later on, the actual links online so everybody can click onto them. And that's with Plastic Oceans Australasia yep. as well yep. as the Abyss Project. And I'll be there looking at the microplastics with you two. Yep. And I want you to stay here, but I've, we've got another special guest that has to run off before 8 o'clock. <laughs> so we might get her in. No, please stay because we still want to talk about our what's happening in the Lillipilly waters. But we might just get the Greater Goods Collective because she's got to run off to work. So Because most people don't realise that in the Shire, all of us have multiple jobs and multiple things we're organise, you know, a part of. <laughs> Now, oh, Chloe, <laughs> we've been talking on, you know, social media and I've been talking about how good your products are. So Thank now, you. welcome, welcome Thank to our Shy podcast, Chloe. Thanks, I'm excited. Can you please tell us what is the Greater Goods Collective? What is it? So the Greater Goods Collective is basically a business that I started up uh, mid-2019 just to kind of put forward products to help individuals as well as businesses uh, reduce their plastic waste, their single-use plastic waste in specific. Um, but yeah, so it's basically just providing solutions as well as awareness and I do blogs and things like that as well to help create 
education because I think that no one will willingly make a change unless they see why. Um, so that's why I've been doing the blogs as well. Um, and with my background in environmental science, I feel like it was a good way to kind of create a path between science and the community, which I think sometimes is really difficult yes. because people sometimes for some stupid reason don't trust <laughs> what scientists have to say. Um, so yeah, I'm able to put what I've learnt into action, I suppose, and just kind of make it a bit more in layman's terms, I feel, a bit more accessible. But yeah, so I just provide solutions in that way. But no, it's great. I've had such an awesome experience doing this as well. Like I've learnt so much from everyone as well and I've yeah. learnt way more than what I, what I thought I was going to. Yeah. And where can we buy your products? Where so, have I been watching where all your products are popping up around the Shire and yeah, outside um, the Shire? So I've got products at Edie's at Woolaware. It's an organics shop um, and that's North Woolaware. Um, I've got some at Mrs Paisley's as Excellent. well. Mrs Paisley, sorry. Yep. Um, She'd be happy. Which, which, which were our 2018 <laughs> Sustainable Award winner. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, cafe. yeah. They and they're so one good. of the very first cafes in yeah. the Sutherland Shire to in to bring in reusables in the cafe, like reusable metal yeah. straws, you know. Yeah. Mm. So big yeah, shout out to everything. They're Mr. Paisley's. a really good cafe, and I only really just discovered them like at the start of the year, so I was yeah. really happy with that. Um, as well, there's a pop-up in Miranda Fair down the bottom. It's a beautiful, um, the beautiful display. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, down, down, right down the bottom um, where Woolworths is, that level. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there, and then as well as just online. So I'm mainly an e-commerce store, but as well, Sutherland Shire Farmers Market. I was going to say, don't forget the markets. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. where I'm mainly selling most of my products. The turnout there has been really great, so I just keep going back there. Which markets are they? This, the Shire Farmers Markets, ah, which yes. is every Saturday yep. morning. And when are you there? Um, the first two Saturdays of every month. Excellent. Yeah. And what products do you sell, again, so, so that our audience knows? Yeah, so um, basically anything from, like, metal straws to metal drink bottles to silicon lid covers, so... Everyone knows about the beeswax wraps, but this is kind of the next level up. They're like clear silicon lids and they go over bowls and dishes to kind of save you having to use your glad wrap. Um, silicon Ziploc bags instead of using um, your plastic Ziploc bags. Um, and then we've also got produce bags. So they're made from organic cotton and you use those instead of when you go into the shops and you rip off the plastic ones. So you use those again and again, um, as well as like bamboo toothbrushes. And yeah, I've got more products coming in, but they're all in the design. In, in the pipeline, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and I just, it, this is amazing because, uh, you know, 10 years ago, we were really struggling in the Shire to, that people were selling these reusable, sustainable products. You know, a lot of the stuff, you know, I was just starting out then, you know, a lot of the stuff we had to buy online or, you know, go to North Sydney, you know, go get them. So... It is wonderful that we have multiple businesses, you know, small businesses that are selling these reusable products in the Sutherland Shire. So please support them. It's just, you know? I think you feel like it's just becoming a part of the norm, though, well, now. Well, it should. Like, it's like, just a conscious choice right. now that we make. That's right. And the more we support them, you know, the bigger they can get. You know, you might be able to have a physical store one day, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, you know, we've got the Greater Goods Collective, we've got Pineal Republic, we've got Honua, we've got Warrenway Southern Shire. Um, please write in if I forgot anybody at the top of the head because there mm. is a lot a lot of them out there and we do share them, you know, on our social media from time to time. And if you're one of those businesses and would love to be on our podcast, 
please mm. get in touch with Pip because we love to feature you. And I know you need to run off to work, yeah. but I would love to um, mention another, I think, connection we have. You talk about your environment science degree. Is that Did you do that with Kirsten from Naked Ocean or what's I, the link there? Is that our... I didn't. How we, no, yeah. it was kind of weird how we became friends, but no, I did yep. it at UTS yep. and I think she studied at Wollongong. Um, we're not in the same year or anything, but I just kind of... <laughs> I just kind of became friends with her just from going to the dive shop to get tanks and then That's right, yeah. from there, yeah. And what dive shop was that? Was that when? That was when it was opening Cronulla. Yes, yes. Um, and that's but yeah, that's shut now. I so know, yeah. and that's where I learned to dive. That's yeah. where I met my husband. Oh, oh wow. Well, yes. can, I, can I just say, I'm, I'm feeling very um, empowered to be, you know, in a bunch of scientists and female. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, sorry, Carl. You're, you're, you're. I know, Carl. You're out at the, at the, the moment. S- There's three females here in science, and I can tell you that you know when I was going through high school, science just wasn't a thing. It wasn't mm. even an option. It was yeah. very male dominated. And in the last ten years, it's just had this huge push, and uh, you girls are absolutely rocking it. I love it. Thanks. And, and you know, you brought that up. I actually had a wonderful conversation with Di yesterday afternoon about that, about her daughter maybe wanting to do marine science. So yeah. shout out to Di's daughter. And she asked me, you know, is it hard to get into? And what my advice is, um, it's not, you know, the easy route, you know, this is what you do after this and this is what you do after this. Mm. You've got to know what you want. It's a big field. Marine science is a huge field. Environmental science is yeah. a huge field. Not every marine scientist gets wet. Not every marine scientist is a diver. We've got a lot of marine scientists that literally spend, you know, most of their time maybe doing marine engineering or they're on a computer analysing data. So the field is large. So there is... I guess this is where I'd like to ask, you know, what's that purpose that you've got going on that would drive you into that area? Because, you know, um, I I was saying earlier, you know, a lot of people think there's no jobs in it. Yes. But it actually gives you that analytical skill to actually apply to any part of your life. So what what was it that drew drew you to that sort of science-y To starting environmental science? Um, To be honest, like, I was looking at my year six video the other day and I was like, I want to be a marine scientist. So, like, I think I knew from a young age, like, I always had a really strong interest in it. Yeah. I think if you know, you know. But, like, I wouldn't push it if you really don't, like, think, like, I feel like you've got to be really passionate about it because it's one of those careers that, like, it... You've yeah, really got to be passionate about it from the start. Is, is there a lot of yeah. disappointment in it because you see what's oh, happening to the planet or look, you see what's happening to the environment it, and the world? And Yeah, you can get a bit like that sometimes, but it's, you just got to realise, like, if you look into anything too deeply, you're going to get overwhelmed. <laughs> you just kind of got to take a step back and look at, like, what you can do and oh, how yeah. that helps. What about you, Nat? Oh, Please, oh, I know you, you want to say something. Please come in. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, so it can be devastating to see our effects mm. on the environment, but it also can be very empowering. Um, in my case, uh, it's what's driven me forward. So it, for Carl and I, it was if we don't say something, who will? That's right. And these devastating effects on the marine environment could go uh, unseen and missed by so many and so we felt empowered to bring these issues to light um, and they are gaining traction even with our state and federal government now so that's really and, exciting. And why, do you, why do you think that is? Well 
I think that as Sydney siders and Australians, we have such a deep love of our coastline. We're very proud of where we live um, and we are starting to wake up that we have this stewardship and responsibility for the environment. Um, and so once people are made aware of certain issues that and, and they see it on a personable level, then they do start to care and get behind the movement. And, and I guess it's very much like when people are suffer that health issue for themselves, they then become an advocate for that exactly. as well. So it's very the same as... And that's why science is so important because mm. not only helps us to find the solutions, but it's that helping us find that knowledge in the first place. What um, the problem is. What the problem is. Mm. And with science and with facts, you know, science is ever-changing. You know, when we find more facts, more studies, you know, science is an evolving thing. Um, of involving knowledge, sorry, shouldn't say thing, um, but it has helped us understand not only our effect on the environment, but the importance of the health and the environment on us as humans. Mm. You know, I say a lot now, you know, it's not just about the environment or the animals, it's about us. It's about looking after our health. And we're at Vitalo, you know, talking about nourishment. Yeah. If we don't nourish the environment and the oceans, we are affected by that. The health yeah. of the ocean's environment affects us. Yeah. You know, I won't go too much into the nitty gritty today. We're gonna, because we're already gonna talk about some other things <laughs> and we're coming all up. Passionate about that's it. That's right, exactly. But that's the thing. Myself. I think that's probably. I'll yeah. let Chloe say something. Here. I was just gonna yeah. say. I don't think it's anyone's intention as well to do bad. That's right. So I don't think. I really don't think people that aren't acting aren't doing it out of spite and things Malice. like that. So it's yeah. more just like. Creating awareness. And once people know, then they're like, oh, okay, yeah, that is bad. I will try and change and do my bit. And at the markets, I see it so often. Everyone's like, they'll come and grab one product and then the next week they'll grab another one. And it's all stepping mm -hmm. stones. Exactly. And I think that's really important just to do what start. what you can with yeah. what you have. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah, I love and that. You don't have to buy new things as well to do a change. Like you can, you can reuse, you can make do, you can... Like, you can use all different kind of DIY things as well right. to reduce your plastic. Like, you can sew up old pillowcases as produce bags. You can do anything, That's really. Right. Yeah, but it's kind of just... Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's... Oh, I'm coming to your website yeah. to go check that out. <laughs> but, um, no, I just think it's... I think once people learn about it, and I think that's why we're passionate about it, because we've spent years learning about it, that's and that's right. why we're so passionate, and I think exactly. conveying that to the public is important because then they will get the same passion we have. Exactly. Mm. It's exactly. pretty much, I think, just level of education. The same as politicians, once they're like, oh yeah, that's that is right. bad, we should that's do something about it. That's right. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Well, we've got yeah. some powerful politicians in Lilypilly and just well, down the corner. We, I'm, we I'm surprised do. they didn't come in this morning to get their coffee and have a chat with us. They must have missed it. Not home week. That was last week, wasn't it? Well, yeah, you know, missed we, it by a week. Yeah. We're really, you know, we're, we're, at least we're still waiting. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> now, I just want to segue here because yes. if you are thinking about going for a dive this weekend, today's weather is going to be a maximum of nine degrees and, oh, sorry, a minimum of nine and a maximum of 20. And we're expecting about an 80% chance of rain late this afternoon. Tomorrow's weather is expected to be 60% chance of rain with temperatures. And the reason that I'm asking that, because there is a thunderstorm on Saturday afternoon. So watching out for the sport and Sunday's looking pretty good with a predicted high of 19. But what does that mean for a dive? Nat, Nat, Nat and Carl, what, when it's stormy and rainy, what does that mean for a dive? Absolutely so we're going to get wet anyway. Okay, <laughs> thank you, thank you. That's what I, because I, I recently just returned from Fiji where it was absolutely thundering down and we went under and it was mm. awesome. It was like living in this peaceful planet where, you know, you had no, it came up and it was just teeming down. 
So I just wanted to say to people, you don't have to stop diving. Yeah. No. Never. Be- never. <laughs> You're going to get wet anyway is what we keep saying and to the them. the fish don't care, right? Well, They're perhaps. still there. They're still They're wet anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I was taught... If you learn to dive in Sydney, you can learn to dive yeah. anywhere. Or you can dive anywhere, yeah. you know, with the yeah. conditions in Sydney. I remember when I did my first diving course, I learned, actually, my first ever dive was in Fiji. Yeah. I was about 14, 15, but when I actually learned to dive, um, yeah, it was it was crazy. But, and then I went, well, I must really like... I think what I would say about scuba diving is... Once you're under and you see the underwater world, it's a whole nother level. Yeah. It's a whole nother level, you know. Um, I've got a few friends that are scared of sharks and I just tell them, come under with us. Once you're a part of it, you know, once you're in there, you see, you know, they're just we're just part of a larger it's ecosystem. not so scary anymore. That's right. I'm more scared hopping in my car driving home today. Like, I really am. I've been in three car accidents. In my life, so and, and, no, and no shark bites, and no shark bites. I love that. So Great on, and I have died a lot with a lot of sharks. I've died with bull sharks in Fiji. We've, we had fifty swimming around us. So no, I'm more scared of the humans in the in the yep. biting cars. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we want to yep. tell you about Shire Foodies. It's an independent Facebook page that has all the reviews for the local eateries. So if you are considering to go out diving this weekend, you can go and have something to eat first at one of the cafes. Um, they're trying very hard to keep their head above the water in this yes. COVID-19. So we want to support them and we're going to send out a list now. We're going to uh, tell you a bit more about some of those businesses that are around. Um, and I guess uh, the, the, the reviews on uh, Shire Foodies are very independent. So yes. there's actually people in the Shire that have been there. Yep. So you can go straight to there. It's called Shire Foodies. It's a little black one with some purpley bits on it. And they go there hidden, don't they? They go there like a regular customer. They so do. they don't know that you're turning yeah, up. Yeah, and yep. there's, Real there's no contras, there's no nothing. It's That's really right. good. That's now, right. the reason I say this is because we don't want to ever take that freedom for granted That's again. Right. We've all seen what oh. it's like not to be able to go out. Look at this. Um, I love this. <laughs> And this is why we wanted to do this podcast, to bring you this atmosphere if you can't get out at the moment. Um, because if you are local here in Lilypilly Hub on Instagram, there is, it, uh, they are celebrating the beauty of community. And I spoke about Mel before because the Lilypilly Hub was actually nominated for the Local Business Awards this year and it has over 1,600 followers. So head over and like them. Um, they have reunited to support and share the love of local business in Lilypilly. So I reached out to Mel and she clearly is, so, you know, just really understands the actual community here. Um, and she also runs the Lilypilly markets twice a year on Saturday in March, I think it is in November. And it's not between 9 and 4 p.m. And that's just down at Turil. Is it Turil? Yeah, Turil, Turil Bay. Turil Bay yep. at, the, at the infant school there. And you can find more at Lilypilly Markets on Instagram as well. And you, I think you told me a little bit earlier, she was the first one to share about the local community craft beer co-op. I know. What about this? This is an amazing yep. initiative. And for, as a men's mental health advocate myself, I yes. love to read about this sort of stuff. So I did know about Trev and his little co-op. Um, and what it was doing in the Shire, which I thought was really good. Um, But she was telling us that it brings the mates together over Mm -hmm. a cold draft and they get to go and have a conversation. Now now they're brewing (laughs) and selling. Like, I mean, how does one idea turn into a massive um, campaign like that? I'm not quite sure. But they were finalists for 2018, 2019 and again this year. So we're wishing them all the best in their specialised business category. You've got a couple of minutes, guys. Just talk to me about this Keep Australia Beautiful. 
Yes. Um, we, we, we really want to get behind this next week. I've actually downloaded the little kit. <laughs> um, so I'm all over it. But I'm, I'm doing it every day anyway. So yeah. tell me more about what's going on between the 17th and the 23rd. So they've been very clever. The focus that they've used is the topic is litter to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Mm. So it's about um, protecting ourselves but also protecting the environment. You know, and obviously it's a huge part of today's podcast about how you can still get a takeaway coffee but use a reusable cup swap system. We used ours this morning. That's right, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, if you have to wear a mask, what are the situations? So if you can use a reusable mask and mm. buy a local May reusable mask, please do. And if you do have to wear the single-use synthetic plastic masks, do not litter them. Make sure they definitely go into the bin. We are finding lots of masks. Actually, Nat, you posted something, yeah, was it last we week? Did. So yeah. I think it was only two days ago now. So it was yesterday. It was yesterday. Was it? Oh, God, it feels, feels like quick. <laughs> it was floating around on the foreshore of Sydney Harbour. Yeah. So we got our divers to jump in and start pick, picking it all up. But yeah, it's a, it's a shame. Yeah. yeah. Now, I just wanted to bring in, because we um, we are talking about keeping Australia beautiful, it's things like those single-use food items, which you were yes. talking about, and the beverage containers, the face masks, um, and knowing what to do with them afterwards as well, because there is such a high demand for them. But the good news is that we can actually um, just be a bit more mindful about what we're doing and how much we're doing, so that we're not having the need to actually engage with those that stuff either. That's right. It is, it's, it's about... Um, rethinking what you're doing and also some pre-planning. So, you know, if you're going out to the shops, remembering your reusable bags. What are some ideas to remember reusable bags? You know, I've got one... Dot on the door. Dot on the door. The note on the door. The note on the door. Even hang them on the door. I have heaps in my car. I have a little pocket one. I've got one. These are the best ones that clip onto my handbag or onto my, you know, Mm. rucksack. So I actually always have one. Um, And also what we've been doing at So Shy too is been promoting all the local businesses who, you know, have been forced to go back to a lot of single use or or they've been, you know, pivoted for lots of more takeaway, but promoting those who are doing compostable, like truly compostable products. So that's, Mm. you know, your um, bagasse products, your cardboard products that aren't plastic lined. So they can actually go into a home compost or there are those ones that can go into industrial compost, but the point of them is you have to then put them into industrial compost. So Mm. we've got some businesses around the Shire that actually provide those, um, co- you know, compost, like Biopack, and then we've also got Table table to Earth who actually provide businesses and mm. schools and homes with bins that they can put those industrial-style compost and in. And if you've just joined yeah. us, we've actually got green caffeine and because, um, as I've heard and read this week, coffee cups are the second largest contributor to litter or to rubbish or to landfill. And that's insane. And to think that we can get them um, out of our circulation and we can, you know, find a sustainable uh, thing for our coffee drinkers, we can still drink coffee, that means. And we're not um, adding to the the chaos. Not just, you know, hot beverages. I love a cocktail. And we have a lot of local businesses that have invested in reusable cocktail glasses. So Mm. you basically... You purchase it in glass, in a you know, in a jar with a lid on it. 
and then you drink it and then you can drop the jar back and you get a fresh one. Mm. It's amazing. I'll drink to that. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um, just before we, you know, head off and have Patty, or we're chasing Patty down. She's I just so want to send a yeah, shout out to Tam and Julie and Steph Ray. They're our Shire women who are online at the Good moment. Morning. And um, they had an amazing event last week just after our Being There podcast. So, yeah, we just want to say shout out. Thank you very much for supporting us online. Also, Maz and Amanda are online as well. Um, and Amanda is from Daydream Creative. She does all our socials, so she's watching. And uh, I know that Dylan's report is coming up very soon. Now, I had this story about a Gloria Dosit. Okay, her name yeah, is. yeah. She's 93 years old. She's only just recently moved from Lilypilly after oh. a very long time. Do yeah. you know Gloria? Yeah, she's She sweet. is like this <laughs> local uh, identity that's yeah. been roaming around up, up and down Fort Hacking Road. Yeah. Um, and uh, Mel was telling me about her, and I went on to the, the picture that said, you know, she's now moved down to Jindabyne to live with her daughter. Okay, and there yeah. would have been, like, 50 comments going, oh, we're going to miss her, and they just... Yeah. Like, it was incredible. <laughs> Everyone knew her. Like, going up Port Hacking Road, you would see her, like, two, three times a day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, she clearly lived here for a very long time, and she was very well known by the shop owners. And... Um, so, you know, you just don't hear about those sort of personalities anymore in, like, like Sydney, um, which I think is awesome. Thank you so much, Chloe, for joining us today. Lovely to meet you. And now we have Patty. Hello. The owner of Patty. So lovely to Sorry meet to keep you. Sorry waiting. No. <laughs> we know you're busy this morning. This is a great crowd you've got in here this morning. Yeah. This is this what it's normally like? It is, yeah. Friday mornings especially are crazy. Well, thank you for hosting yeah. us because no, we've, my managed to, we've managed to take up, you know, half your little corner here. <laughs> thank um, you for your support. Yeah, and we, wa- we want to tell everybody about uh, Vitalo and what it, where it came from and what's okay. the story behind it. So okay. can you give us a little bit of a background? Yeah, sure. Um, well, Vitalo was completely my concept. It was It came from... A love of food, obviously. Um, a love of um, nourishing, um, finding out foods that are really um, nourishing for the body, um, not causing inflammation in the body. Um, so yeah, that's what we promote here. Um, we we prepare everything from scratch, um, and we offer a lot of dairy-free, gluten-free options for people who. Um, may have intolerances to those foods. Um, but what I've realised through um, the few years that I've had the business is nourishment not only comes from food, but it comes from human connection. And especially during this COVID period, we've I, I feel like we've become um, an absolute essential service. Even though you know people joke about get grabbing a coffee as an essential service, I think we really are. Like people crave that human connection and yeah, that's um, definitely something that we've noticed they love you know just coming and having a chat and talking and and we love our customers so much we have so much um community support so yeah it's been um yeah, yeah. and how do you support the community then like you um i think you've got a few <laughs> connections around <laughs> Um, well, we obviously we make a few donations to um, some of the local um, schools and um, charities, um, and we, you know, it, when we can, we give away some free. We do our take-home meals, and we um, we try to give those away um, when we have some spare and um, for people that um, require them that can't afford them. Um, we had a, a lo- some lovely customers recently donate. Um, coffee and money to our local teachers um, 
and people who'd lost their jobs and, and that sort of thing. So we, you know, we love getting involved with that sort of thing as well. Yeah. So tell me what sort of community it is because oh. you are pretty much in the hub here. <laughs> well, you know, when I, when I opened the business, I was so fearful that because we're so out of the way mm. that we, we weren't going to get um, enough people in to sustain a business. But um, it's, I guess we have this beautiful little pocket of young families and also an older generation as well. Um, there's, a, there's a school obviously close by. So, yeah, a lot of young families... Um, who are, you know, working class um, and the older people who've been here for generations um, but are just so, so supportive, so lovely, so giving. Yeah, just beautiful, down-to-earth mm. people. Yeah. That's, no, that's I forgot to ask. I should have prepped you early. Is the cauliflower soup on the menu today? Or... <laughs> I've been watching the socials. And I'm like... <laughs> um, we may be able to do a special no, request. No, that's, that's all right. That's all right. I'll check the menu. I'll see what's on special today. <laughs> now, we've been told um, that in the last couple of days that since we've decided to come here that uh, there's a bit, of, there's a lot of reviews about. Uh, and, about Lily Police, so we wanted to get your perspective on it. But basically, one of the reviews on Homely was that it's uh, amazing family suburb, mm. water views from most areas, great yep. public schools, no traffic, yep. rock pool and pier, safe area for the kids to play on the streets, good for families, and we loved coming here from the eastern suburbs. It was the best move wow. of our lives. What a review. I know. I thought, well, that's the best one that I could probably come with, but I don't think you can get any better. No. Um, well, it is all those things. It yeah. absolutely is. Yeah, and I know a few families that have moved from the eastern suburbs, um, and although, you know, that has a lot of positives, that area, um, yeah, the, the lack of, um, I guess... Um, congestion here is is definitely a draw card, and and I mean look at the the views they get here. It's just stunning. It's stunning, and, yeah. and it's got so much history too. And working with Shire history, I've really worked out that you know this was a particular area that was owned by Thomas Holt in that sort of um, 1800s. They've got little villages and little cottages mm. that were right on the water. Yeah. Um, so far away. Like, to be yeah. able to get there And there's massive incredible. properties too. Massive land. Yeah. Massive and land. And they subdivided. Yeah. And there was a, it's, it's called, I think it's called the Lillipilly Cottage, which used to be the chicken farm. Yep. And it supplied, like, uh, uh, what was her name? Uh, Tilly Devine. She's some sort of criminal back in the 20s. <laughs> oh, right. Like, so it's steeped in all of this, you know, <laughs> history. TV show on... About. Um, which is incredible <laughs> because you know you sort of think that, and that's just one of that's just her story like Undoubtedly. I mean she still had to eat she still had to <laughs> yeah. get all her groceries but yeah. she was a well-known criminal right in the area I didn't know that story there you go well <laughs> you taught here. me something and, and the other thing is that we had the port hacking putters yeah I've mentioned mm. that yep that is that's where they've brought all these boats from like a hundred years ago back onto the port hacking mm. and they have this big gala day in right. the first week of February yeah where they're all sailing around and you know in these hundred year old boats that have been restored and that yeah. sort of thing as well. Yeah, yeah. The, um, I think the the water culture is so great here too. I mean, people swim all year round in the river. It's so clean and pristine, um, and it's it just draws you in. It just it's just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So, what other businesses do you want to tell us about here? Because I reckon you guys work pretty closely together. <gasps> um, well, you know, Two Doors Down is Delish, um, and Rob's the owner there, and he's been super supportive. For us, even though um, we're similar businesses, he does a, a takeaway um, menu. I've heard he's been there for 14 years. Now yeah. Mel told me this is, you know, more goss from Mel. Love it. <laughs> Go Mel. Yeah. Um, 
14 years, and he has the elderly basically go down there every day and have coffee. Yeah. Like that's the that when yeah. you talk about essential service, yeah. that is their connection when they go down there and 100%. they meet their friends. And he um, knows everyone by name. Um, he knows what's going on in their life. You know, he knows their children and grandchildren. He's just um, he's a big character in the in the community. And, yeah. Yeah. And well tell loved. me about the next door, Bellissimo. Bellissimo is um, relatively new. They came in I think earlier this year, um, just as COVID was hitting. Um, and yeah, they've um, been super popular as well. Mm. Beautiful pizzas, beautiful Italian food, um, very authentic. Now, um, I, I believe the owner is Frank. Yes, Frank. <laughs> right. This is you know, this is more connection here, <laughs> just so that you know. Now, and Frank is a very big part of Lily Pilly soccer, right? Of the football club there. Uh huh. Um, he's got. Uh, I think it was. So last year when they had the big upgrade for the Lily Pilly Oval, yep. it was like two, $200,000 they got from Scott Morrison and the, yep, and, yep. The, and the local council. And him and I have a mutual friend called Lee Howe, mm-hmm. right? So there's like, so <laughs> anyone wants to be a customer there, go down to that restaurant because they are also um, working on sustainability. Are they? So you, so I'm okay, you're going to have to go the in list. Yep. and check that. Now, <laughs> but even if you can't get to these restaurants, the best thing that you can do is spend a little bit of time online yep. and um, and do a review for them. Mm. Like, And I think that's what you love too. I wanted to yeah. ask you about what does it feel like when you read those reviews about your service and your business? Oh, it just and makes what does everything it do for you? worthwhile. You know, all the blood, sweat and tears of, of um, running a small business and, you know, there is a lot of, of work behind the scenes and um, it just makes it all worth it. When when people are happy and people appreciate what you do and offer, it just, um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's, um, it's, and it is, it's people like Frank and yourself mm. and Mel who are all doing a lot more than what you would probably get paid for by the hour. Yeah. Um, to keep that sort of community service going and promoting, yeah. you know, other businesses yeah. at no cost. Yeah. Um, yeah. And providing it's, a space. I mean, a review, you know, come in and support the local mm. businesses, but even, you know, a social media Google review, it's, it just it costs you little time, yeah. it costs you nothing. Yeah. And the kind words, appreciate and support during these times is going to provide these businesses with much optimism. Oh, yeah. so much. And that's what I'm saying. If we can hear that from you, that's, you yeah. know. Yeah, and unfortunately, um, some people don't often do reviews unless they've had a negative yes, experience. Yes, I know. And so sometimes we get those, but... Um, so we're yeah, asking everyone we're today. We're asking everyone just to... Just to yeah, give, give you a little bit of support and a moral five support. five minutes yeah. of your time and, yeah, that'd is, be really is great. Tuk Tuk Thai still around the corner too? It's yes. been a while. Yes. Yes, it's still there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they've had a couple of moves, but yeah. 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 All right, so we did want to talk about that Lillipilly Oval as well. That's because, right. Because um, yep. it's, it's such a great space for the sport sporting community, mm. which is huge here in yep. um, Lillipilly. Yeah, it's a multi-purpose... Recreational Sporting Reserve, lo- located on the corner of Lily Point Road and Terrell Bay Road in Lilypilly. Yep. With Nagata Avenue running along the western end of the park. Yeah, and the club has over 1,750 players, which is actually the most... The biggest. Uh, yeah, I the biggest in the, in the Sutherland Shire. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's going to... it's And they're a very good team too, I might add. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Even though I am from Como, it's a very good team. <laughs> and we want to, what we want to do is because uh, we're going to lead into the sport here because yeah. Dylan has filed her report. She's, she's our junior sports reporter. Uh, she's seven years old. Aww. And she goes around every week and picks somebody to interview. Yeah. Um, so we're hoping that she's listening this morning and mum's got her on <laughs> loudspeaker. Uh, are we ready to play that? 
Hi, Shadow Pod fans. I am with Carrie Lumbo from Body and Soul Coaching. He is an expert in all things kids' sport and nutrition. Nutrition. Thanks for joining us today, Carrie. You're welcome, Dylan. You are a strength and conditioning coach personality trainer, soccer coach and life coach, helping people over all different types of addictions for a better life. Tell us where you find your passion your experience and why you love what you do? Well, I've been coaching soccer for about 18 years, which started me on a journey of um, training people, personal training and nutrition. I also went on my own fitness journey and I became a bodybuilder um, about 11 years ago and was very malnourished due to lack of nutrition and knowledge. So I studied my personal training and my nutrition and that's how I became what I am today. I also um, love helping people. So the side of uh, mental health at the moment is very, very big and um, people with addictions. So awesome and in spring, inspiring everyone has been affected with COVID. You changed up your services services and business name you to better help your clients affect by the stress of COVID. Tell us about that. Yes, I definitely did. So um, when COVID hit back in April, um, a lot of gyms closed and I'm not very good at doing online um, classes. So I decided that uh, because people are in lockdown and suffering very greatly with um, depression, and anxiety, um, I thought what better time to do a life coaching course and get my experiences up there so I can help people when they, when we all start coming out of lockdown um, to hopefully get their feet back on track and move forward with their lives. That sounds like it will help a lot of people. You know a lot of Good nutrition. Can you share with us shy kids what we should eat to fool our bodies for playing sport? I certainly can. Um, so to play sport and keep your body fueled, um, hydration is the first key. Um, you must keep hydrated with definitely water and then electrolytes on top of that because when we sweat, when our bodies sweat and when it's hot, um, we lose a lot of electrolytes in our bodies. So also with uh, nutrition, lots and lots of fruit and vegetables, uh, good healthy grains, good healthy fats. Um, there's lots of different varieties, but 
kids these days need to, to drop back a little bit on um, junk foods and eat a little bit of uh, better foods. Don't you agree there, Dylan? Yep. Yep. So lots of fruit, veggies and learn meat meat and a bit slash chips and chocolate. <laughs> <Hey>. Definitely. <laughs> so you can give our parents a tip on a good and easy brekkie for soccer, netball, tennis and footy. I can. Do you want a quick one now? Um, yeah. Okay, so a great breakfast before you have a game of football, netball, soccer or what was the other one? Tennis is mm, a piece of fruit, some toast with uh, a flavoured jam, so strawberry, raspberry, apricot, um, or honey. Um, some wheat bits with some fruit, um, and just before you go out on the field, some dried fruit to give you some energy, instant energy, because dried fruit has a lot of instant energy, and kids can kids can um, absorb that quite quickly and lots and lots of water or a, an orange juice at breakfast would be good. Sounds yum. You have different natural <coughs> nutrition and fitness play, planes, plans available on your your website for kids and adults that people can check out and they can follow you on Facebook to stay up to date with what you're doing. Thanks for joining us today, Carrie. Well, thanks for having me, Dylan. Well done. I'm Dylan, your Shire Pod Junior Sports reporter. Have a fab Friday and fingers crossed the rain stays away so sport is on this weekend. And that is Dylan, our junior sports reporter. She's amazing. She just comes up with these great stories every week um, and just dives straight into it. But I've got to tell you, I was trolling Facebook uh, this week and, you know, Amazingly, I found you that you had already checked into Lilypilly several times before. And I've got this photo here and you are sitting in a lovely sort of a restaurant with Brett. And there's all these other photos of Lilypilly around, but you're right in the centre. Of course I am. Now, (laughs) do you want to tell me what that's about? Well, it's actually quite funny. I love this little collage. But that photo, it's actually a really good um, coincidence because that's actually from Erin and Luke's wedding. And they live in Lilypilly and... Luke and Erin actually contact me all the time with everyday questions about recycling. And it's really good because it's like a normal family in the Sutherland Shire. Well, you know, regular family, maybe I should. What is normal these days? That's right. With recycling questions like, what can I do with this black plastic meat tray? And I explained to him, you know, black is not a good plastic, can't be recycled here in the Sutherland Shire. Don't use, you know, black plastic foam. You know, if you have to buy your meat in plastic, maybe choose the clear plastic or go to the butcher and use, you know, a reusable container. Um, so a shout-out to Luke and Erin. And the other picture is of um, my dog, Charlie. 
which a few years ago, Diamond Photography, which I now I think it's called Diamond Weddings and Photos, but we'll check that a little bit later. Um, she does charity and local community work all the time where you can pay for a photo and that money goes to a organisation. So this particular one was for assistant dogs. So she created a book called Shire Tales and it was all about the local dogs of Sutherland Shire. So we had some really great photos of our dog. And Can I tell you, yeah. my dog won last year. Oh, stop it. It did. It got the, <laughs> the cutest puppy and dog in the Sutherland Shire and Ooh. my husband was walking around with this sash around yeah. his neck. Not the dog, but his neck. Very proud, very proud. But that's great. So. Yeah. That's so, yeah, you've so, already been here, so you know the local area, and I know right. you want to tell me a little bit more about... Um, the Library the of Things, of Southern Shire, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of recycling and reusable, so um, a local thing called the Library of Things, Southern Shire, started in South Carringbar. A shout-out to Sonia. And there's a few things in the work about a... Um, library of things getting a little bit bigger which we will talk about in a few months and linking to that there's also the little ones party hire I little think ones party hire, yeah. which is a recyclable box that's of cutlery and that, stuff that you would normally use for a party so you don't have right. to go out and buy the paper stuff that's right so instead of buying single-use paper or single-use plastic plates and cups you can hire this reusable party kit from little ones party hire so Such it's, it's and that's all around the shire there's people doing amazing things which why we're talking about these things is because it's important to protect our local environment. Mm. You know, we've got to, you know, we've got to stop our waste. We've got to stop our pollution. Which, excuse the horrible segue, but this is where I'm going to go straight to. You know, some issues we really need to talk about. You know, I love the ocean, and I've got Carl and Nat here still. Can you tell me a little bit about what you discovered in February um, with a little bit of focus on Lillipilly, but happy to hear the, the summary of Sydney wide, but also let us know what happened down Lily Lillipilly specifically. Sure. So after the incredibly devastating bushfire season that ravaged Australia last year and this year, um, it then followed with um, subsequent floodings from the East Coast low that hit in February. So knowing that all of this debris, bushfire ash, was going to be moving down onto our coastal waterways, Flame Carl and I jumped in the water and we wanted to see uh, the effects of what was going to occur on our coastline. Um, with our partner and sister companies, we were able to have eyes on the ocean and rivers and estuaries all over the coast of Sydney, um, which was a very unique position to be in because um, with COVID hitting, everyone going into lockdown and isolation, there was just no one else seeing what we were seeing. So we were able to report on um, the effects and they were very different in um, the array of devastation, um, depending on where they were located um, and the type of ecosystem that existed there. So we created a 100-page report, um, which shows the devastation and effects on the marine environment. Um, and it is going to be officially accepted into the documents for the Bushfire Royal Commission. So that's been so rewarding for us to know that um, what we did see and collaborate together is being recognised. We've had a lot of meetings with state government MPs um, who are taking an interest and in wanting to um, know what happened and help us 
in making sure that uh, this never happens again or that we can better manage the situation in future. Yeah, so what, what happened in the Shire, because um, we obviously had divers in the water across Sydney. Yeah. And so we had um, every single waterway pretty much covered by our observations. And um, as we heard previously about Lilypilly, you know, it was an absolutely stunning dive site with so much colour. And um, immediately following that event, we had almost complete die-off of invertebrate species, which is all colourful stuff that lives on all of the habitat yeah. there, um, from the surface all the way down to about six to seven metres. And that net down at Lilypilly, mm. um, it was almost about to get replaced by the council because of the amount of growth. And then yeah. following that event, it was completely stripped bare and it was immediately following. So we know it was directly associated. Yeah. Um, and so what we're seeing now is a re-engineering of these habitats and a redistribution of species, um, as well as an increase in invasive species occurrence, which is very concerning. It is. And without a continual observation occurring across Sydney, we don't know what it's gonna be like, mm -hmm. you know, in a year or yeah. two years time. So there's definitely habitat rebounding, where we know that, you know, we've got sponges coming back, we've got Pungivoy, which is a real um, important foundational species yes. um, in, in the ecosystems across yeah. all of the coastline. Everyone would have walked on Kanjivoy <laughs> when they were younger and water squirts up in the air. We had near complete loss in the in, inshore regions. And so much was washing up. People asked me amounts. what they were and I'm like, yeah. I've seen a few in storms but I haven't seen that much exactly. washing up before. Yeah, and that's what the difference was. I mean, you see the damage after a storm but what we're showing is this is a once in a generation event. Um, it's never been observed before at this scale. And with climate change, we know that it's going to increase with frequency and intensity of these events. Events, so and multiple events, you know, bushfires, exactly. storms, flooding. It's, it's the environments just can't, they can handle one big event, exactly. but constantly, you know, high temperatures, low temperatures, yeah. salinity changing all the time, you know, yeah. flame retardants, ash, it's just... Exactly, and I mean, we've seen Australians come together and mobilise for the terrestrial environment. We all care about the environment, we care about the animals, but no one was realising that there were these unseen effects on the marine environment, and that's where we stepped in and were able to bridge that gap. Yeah, so we're hoping to work with decision makers to develop a system that kind of simulates the terrestrial management plans where hundreds and hundreds of people mobilise to go collect terrestrial animals and move them away from bushfire-affected mm -hmm. areas. But nothing was done to endanger or protect the species in the marine environment. Yeah. But why is that? It's like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, unseen. Yeah. Now, back in 1984, there was a similar event that occurred in Sydney that, again, was associated with another flooding event where we had near-complete loss of um, sea urchins um, in Botany Bay that was recorded. And then two years later, we had another collapse in the sea urchin population in Botany Bay, but no link to our environmental event. So that shows us the next two years is critical for Sydney. Mm. We need to keep our eyes on the marine environment because it shows a fragility in the new rebounded ecosystems when collapses could occur with no additional pressures. So we need to keep our eye on the, on the space and make sure that and, that doesn't occur. And speaking of temporal you know, situations, you've been working with local Indigenous about their, you know, what they've seen in the history What's, yeah, so yeah. this is extremely close to our hearts and very special. So um, 
we have developed this very personal and close relationship with the Bidjigal and Gwigal Tribal Elders Council. So the Bidjigal people are from the northern side of Botany Bay or Gamay or Kamei, however yeah. you'd like to say it. And um, on the southern side, so Kurnell of Botany Bay is the Gwigal people. Gwigal, and yeah. so we have just this amazing relationship with them and we're connecting science with Indigenous knowledge, which is globally known as Indigenous science, and we're able to bring scientific knowledge to their dreaming stories, which has never really been done in Sydney that we're aware of, um, and it's just very exciting. It's part of our core ethos. It's now in everything that we do, all research aspects, all of our tourism and citizen science aspects, and we really um, are loving... Um, how we're able to work with them and they're just such beautiful people and yeah it's exciting times <laughs> well I think this is a really good time to kind of just mention why you were talking about being um, you know passionate about protecting our local environments so I'll just you know remind everyone again about our National Science Week activity on Friday, 10 to 12, 10 to 12, 10 yeah. to 12 live. So, see sure dragons. Sure we can't leave the podcast and out there? Yeah, well, well. Get us on a boat. That's right. Well, it's going to be live, so live you can, you can, you can live, you can watch it while. That's right. That's right. I'll be watching, I'll be watching right. it live and, and beaming it in through the airways. That's, right. that's for sure. All right. Well, we've had a very full day today. Thank we you very can. much, Carl and Nat, for coming Thank and telling us all about you know, our local dive sites, our marine environments and National Science Week. Yeah, I and think I think it's we really big important. And now if you have loved what you've heard on today's podcast, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Even better, leave us a review. Uh, Apple loves that stuff and share it with your friends. <laughs> we love that stuff. <laughs> we love that. We hope that we've given you the good news and a reason to feel proud about being in the local Sutherland Shire and a resident here. Uh, you'll find all the links and information in our show notes. So until next time, we want to thank Batalo Cafe, Green Caffeine. You know, special shout out to the Lily Pilly Hub, the Lily Pilly Soccer Club, So, so Shire, <laughs> Library of Things, The Wheel, Reusable Masks, from Cass Alterations, all the little book street libraries in this area, Little Ones Party Hire, Bristol Coms for coming today. Mention, you know, our Keep Australia Beautiful and National Science Week. Yep. And if you got a couple of updates, 1954 was when the Queen visited. Was that right? And I mentioned the cocktails before and I had someone say live, I better mention who I actually got them from. Yes. So a few of them were Salt Meats Cheese, Zimzala, the Colonel Recreation Club and Low and Lofties were doing the reusable cocktails. Great. So we're going to have all the links of all the businesses that we have mentioned in this podcast in our show notes so that you can find the businesses that you don't know about. Oh, and Grad Goods Collective. Thank you for coming as well. It's <laughs> just so many today. And the Biz Project. Oh, so many. <laughs> now, next Friday, we are going live from Georgie Porgies in Miranda with some fabulous people who are making a massive difference to the health and well-being of our local residents. You have been listening to the Been There podcast. We'll see you next time. Good morning. <laughs>